Welcome to Real Talk with Razak, where talk goes to get real. I am your host, Razak, coming to you today from Nassau, Bahamas. Oh, and I've been loving it. Um, I've kind of been back and forth here a couple of times recently. Oh, it's, it's, it's been a good time. I'm going to be in different places uh, for the duration of, of this podcast because I just got a lot of traveling going on. So feel free. If, I'm, if I am where you are, let me know. Maybe we can collaborate. You can be a host, a co-host, I should say. Um, so going to move on into the, today's topic. Today's topic is all about the Mueller report. I'm going to give my summary on it. I know you've been hearing about it. If you haven't, don't worry. I'm going to give you the rundown now. Uh, the Mueller report has been all over the news. I know some people don't like to keep up with it. Here you go. I, I'll break it da- down to you in its realest form. The Mueller report, how it started, why it started, where we are today, my opinion on it. Let me know if you agree, disagree, if you find that insightful. We're going to get that going. But before I do that, make sure you go to Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. Go on to the, go to the podcast, to the magazine. You want to be informed, right? You want to be in with the, with the good stuff? Do that. All right, so we're going to start from the beginning. Just to catch you up, if you may not be aware. 2015... Then his, he was only a presidential nominee, Donald J. Trump, Don J. himself. Uh, he starts running for office. What a lot of people don't realize when he first started running, he was not polling very well. Boom, we hit the time where uh, he becomes the nominee. Now he's running against Hillary Clinton. In the very beginning of it, oh man, they're, they're going from state to state, pleading their case. You know how that goes. And... In the very, very beginning, uh, he's getting he's getting drugged. Like people people don't feel him. They don't like him. They don't really like what's going on. He's campaigning. He's campaigning, uh, and people aren't really turning out. They're not really feeling it, what he's saying. So he ends up getting a new uh, someone new to head his campaign. This person uh, goes by the name of Paul Manafort. Now Paul Manafort comes in. Later on, we find out that he has heavy ties to uh, Russian intelligence, to the Russian government. He was actually uh, registered as an agent. Now, when you say registered as an agent, that doesn't mean like 007 agent. That just means, you know, you're registered as someone that works for them. But moving on. So he pulls in Paul Manafort. Seemingly overnight, his popularity starts growing. People are feeling him now. They He understands... Uh, I'll giving it to him, I will give it to him, Paul Manafort. He uh, works together with a, a guy named Roger Stone. Roger Stone was very big in the Nixon campaign. Now, that's actually where he kind of sharpened his teeth, uh, to turn a phrase. So, Manafort's in there. Now, they're looking up. Well, an uh, a email goes out to some people into in the Trump campaign, most notably Donald Trump's son. It says they have dirt on Hillary Clinton. On record, provable, the reply is from Donald Trump Jr. I love it. So he gets an email, says, I have I have the dirt on Hillary Clinton. Boom. They reply, I love it. They go meet with a, a woman by the name of Natalia Svetlana. 
in Trump Tower. And when I say they, who are they? Well, Paul Manafort, Donald Trump Jr., Jared Kushner, which is Ivanka's Trump's husband, which means that is Donald Trump's son-in-law. And I believe it was uh, Bannon. Steve Bannon was there. So they go meet with her, Natalia, to get this dirt. Well, what is on record from multiple sources, factually proven, is that when they get there, Natalia doesn't have these sources, uh, this dirt. She's talking about um, just uh, other things that her superiors from the Russian government want. And Don Jr., Kushner, they go on record as saying that the, the, the whole meeting was just about adoption. Well, the, in actuality, it was supposed to be about getting dirt. They didn't get the dirt, so they get a little upset. Boom, they leave. Like anybody else would do. You go somewhere to get something, they're not trying to give it to you. They're giving you some crap. You leave. So Svetlana, who is this uh, Russian agent, she was a little bit closer to, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say anything. She's not like a, a secret spy. She's just an agent. She's working for their government for the best uh, for the best interests of the Russian government. So after they lie and say it's about adoption, even though it wasn't, um, this is this right here, that action, that meeting is kind of what laid the foundation of what later becomes the Mueller report. So because of that, if you recall, there was there was there was an investigation into Hillary Clinton about Benghazi. That's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day, but basically seeing about war crimes that that happened. Well, the person that was doing those uh, doing that investigation was a was a man by the name of James Comey. That kind of was hashing out during the election process. So if you remember seeing videos of a Trump campaign and they're saying, lock her up, lock her up, that had to do about the Benghazi. There's, and the emails and all. It was those, those two topics. So here we have the Trump campaign wholeheartedly, let's say, calling her a criminal, saying let's lock her up, all these type of things. Comes, comes to find out no real crime was committed there. Had to move on. Well, now Comey's in charge of looking into what's up with this. Did you, uh, people say collusion, but collusion, you might hear collusion is a crime. Well, uh, conspiring is. Did you conspire with a foreign government to help you in a local election? Because you cannot receive help from a foreign government for election within the United States, which kind of is a no-brainer. Duh, right? You need to be from the United States if you're being involved in United States politics. Well, at the time you had James Comey, and his boss was a man by the name of Jeff Sessions. He was the appointed attorney general by Donald Trump and was confirmed by the United States Senate. I don't think he should have been confirmed, but a bunch of people were that maybe shouldn't have been. During that confirmation, during those hearings, because they have hearings before a person is confirmed, they're saying, hey, well, you have a lot of ties to this investigation in ways that you shouldn't. Will you recuse yourself? They want him to step away, not get involved. At first, he, he kind of, 
for a while he danced around it. He danced around it. Well, people like Kamala Harris, Maxine Waters, the Democratic portion of the Senate kept pressing, kept pressing. Finally, he was had to he, he kind of had to admit because he that is the right thing to do. And if you want to go by precedent, you're supposed to recuse yourself. So he did. Trump completely pissed about that because now this person that you put in the head is not able to put the kibosh on this investigation into you. So he's mad. Eventually, he fires Sessions. Now that Sessions is out, he fires Comey. Comey was doing that investigation into him. Now, if you fire a person, if I'm if if I'm being uh, investigated, and I murder the person doing the investigation. Not only is that a murder charge, but that seems like I obstructed justice. Well, if I stole from a department store and they asked a witness and then I threatened the witness, not only am I threatening a witness, I am obstructing justice. Well, if you're being investigated and you fire the investigator, Firing someone is a crime, but that doesn't stop that obstruction of justice. And all this was done in plain view. I'll keep going. We're we're getting up to the Mueller part. I'm just kind of building up so you understand for those that may not be fully aware. So now Comey is fired. What is we going to do is what is what is next. Well, the the special investigation still has to go on. We got to find somebody new to head it. Who does Comey ask to take over? None other than Robert Mueller. In comes Mueller. And that's how we get to the part where the Mueller report starts. That wasn't the beginning of of the entire shebang, but that's how the Mueller report itself starts. Because now Mueller is coming in to take over for Comey. An important note, though. So as I was saying... You remember all the locker up about Hillary Clinton? Locker up, locker up. They were sending, they were chanting it. You can go on YouTube. People are still typing it in comment boxes to this day. Lock her up, lock him. That is just like they were that was a thing. Here it is years later, they still saying it. Well, when asked, President Trump, President Trump, why did you fire James Comey? The first thing he says is because of the investigation. Well, like I said, that's kind of obstruction of justice. You can't do that. So later on, he's asked about it. He's like, hey, so you said you fired Comey over the uh, over the um, investigation into you. Why would you do that? He's like, no, I fired her. I fired him over how he did Hillary Clinton. That wasn't right. He shouldn't have did that. Wait, 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 wait. So what you're telling me is. You sat there claiming lock her up, screaming it with all your people. And all of a sudden you fired this dude because of, he investigated her and didn't even find her guilty. Mm, not passing the smell test. No, no, no. So I hope you, you know, I hope you picking up what I'm putting down on that one. And it's nothing but the facts. But if you just want to take him at his word, let's say, you know. You just want to take him at his word. Well, he said two different things. I don't know. If 
uh, I'll throw, you know, some anecdotal evidence. It's been plenty of times you said somebody's asked you, well, why did you go to the thing? Because I, I didn't want to deal with you anyway. What? Because um, I just thought it was the right thing to do. No. They, you said it right the first time. That is just, if if you get caught cheating, the first thing you say is the thing that's going to stick. You Later on, you can think of some better excuses all you want to. They're going to go with what you said. Um, if I would have told my, my mom these kind of lies growing up, no. Nah, that would not have saved my behind. I still would have got some weapons because I couldn't even got away with it then. So how was happening right now? I don't know. But we'll keep the whole story moving. In comes Robert Mueller. He starts this investigation. Now, what happens? He, and by he I mean Robert Mueller, he gets a guilty plea or indicts 34 people and as well as three companies. And I didn't say people were found guilty. They pled guilty, which means... Excuse me, did you commit this crime? Yes, I plead guilty. I'm admitting to doing that crime. Whoa. 34 guilty pleas and indictments. How about this? If you find out 34 of my homeboys steal, are you going to let me in your house? No. Birds of a feather, one of the oldest sands around. But maybe he's just... Uh, Donald Trump's just very naive and he put himself around, he surrounded himself by criminals. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. And I'm not talking about trying to do what you got to do to get by criminals. We talking about organized crime criminals. Those are two different things. When you ain't just somebody struggling trying to feed your daughter, you over here ripping off Millions of dollars from millions of people, um, all kinds of stuff. You got six former high-level Trump advisors, not just like the coffee boy, but people that was in the decision-making process, heads of certain departments, 26 Russian nationals, Russian companies. You know, all these people is going down. Well, you know, just trying to paint a picture for you of what's going on. This Mueller report, is this is what it's leading to. This is before it even comes out. So then, finally, Mueller's office is like, we're going to release the report. Remember I told you, Jeff Sessions got fired. So he puts in his new homeboy, Barr. Barr had already written a, a, a paper, a report of his own, saying that this whole investigation is terrible. They should never be doing anything to, to Donald Trump. Hmm, funny, he did that and got a job. That was a hell of an audition. That's all I can say. Uh, good job, but he got the job. You know, hey, let me not hate the player. Let me hate the game, I guess. So here comes Barr. They're like, we're going to... Barr gets the report. First thing he does is... Um, and by he, I mean Donald Trump. First thing Donald Trump does is say, this Mueller report is a great thing. It exonerates me from everything. I didn't read the report, but it exonerates me. What? So this thing that you didn't read, you you just gonna tell me what it say, huh? Or you just you just gonna let me know some stuff you ain't read, huh? Alright, well let's let's move on to the next thing. Barr comes out, he he comes out with a, the 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 report, the full report, 
400 pages, something, something like that. Mueller comes out with a four-page report two days later. I'm talking about a speed reader right there, I guess. And in his report, he says, this Robert Mueller report does not exonerate President Trump, nor does it find him 100% guilty. He pays, basically plays the fence, which is probably the best he can do at that time because he's read it. At this point, he's one of the only one of the few people that read it. So now the press is out. Everybody's, you know, Senate, House. People want to know what's in the report. What's in the report? What's in the report? Oh, turns out one of Robert Mueller's team uh, from somebody from his team comes out and says, hey, that was an inaccurate characterization of the report. And not only that, they wrote several summaries of their own report that could have been read. Well, this is interesting. Why would you write your own summary when they've already given you several uh, summaries that you could could have used? The reason why they do that is because in the report, they probably have things that are uh, sensitive information, stuff about ongoing investigations. There are a lot of, of witness testimony. There's a lot of things like that, that maybe we can't release to the public. So I get that part. Well, he sent out his four-page summary. Now the, the public is curious. Uh, the different branches of government is curious. He, Barr has a press conference. Funny thing is, Barr's press conference doesn't have anybody from Mueller team there. So you're going to explain what they have to say. Well, you could just let them do, do it, and that's kind of... A logical thing, but you know, who am I? I'm just a guy with a podcast that's just trying to make sense of the matter. Moving on. As I stated in the beginning, Trump, their team, right before the report comes out, said it was great. Boom, I'm exonerated. Yay, we won. Victory lap time. You know, they run around, all you hear is them playing Eye of the Tiger. We are the champion. It's victory lap time. Uh-oh. Now here comes the redacted Mueller report, actually given to the public. Now we can see it. And if, like I said, I totally understand the redactions where they black out part of it because this is top-level information. Maybe we don't need to see all of this. Cool. I, I personally feel like some of it probably could have been put out there, but I understand the argument. Honestly, if you haven't looked at it, well, I have looked at a large portion of it. It don't matter. It don't look good. It looks like you have top-level people, people that was close to Trump, people that was in the circle, people that was in the rooms. They're saying that they're, in the beginning, there was not a smoky room where they were smoking cigars and like, this is how we're going to get over on the American public. It seems as if... They were sitting around, got reached out to, got lucky, tried to act on it, and in a sense was kind of so incompetent that they couldn't even make it happen. Well, unfortunately, ignorance of the law does not make you exempt. You can't get pulled over by a police officer and say, oh, I thought the speed limit was 95. No, you still get your ticket. Oh, I thought I could get into a fight in, in this bar. No, you still get an assault charge. 
So these things happen. Now the Trump team, they changed their tune. Oh, wait. What went from complete exoneration to they started creating a rebuttal to the report? Come to find out, they started making the rebuttal to the report before they even read it. Wait, if it totally exonerated you and you're an innocent person anyway, why would you make a rebuttal to the report? Unless you felt guilty. These are just not the actions of someone that is innocent. I just kind of, I'm just using common regular person rationale here. I'm no rocket scientist. I'm no lawyer. I am also not stupid. And here we go. Then these staffers, like these people are trying to keep quiet. They don't want their name put out there, but they're spilling the beans that this, that this uh, current president is asking them to do illegal actions. And then once he leaves the room, his top aides are like, no, we're just not going to do that. How about we just ignore that? So at the bare minimum, at the bare minimum, you have gross incompetence. Now, the impeachment word is surfacing again, but it's not the first time, won't be the last. What do I, you have a couple of, a couple of people that think that impeachment isn't good. Some people, because they want him to go to jail. Some people want him to get impeached and go to jail. It's all kinds of things here. I'm not going to go into the future. Uh, My personal thoughts, I think impeachment is in order and just, I'm old enough to remember Bill Clinton being impeached, uh, being impeached for much less. If you don't know, he slept with one of his aides and tried to be, and lied and said that he didn't. All right, well, that's kind of not as bad as colluding with a foreign government or obstructing justice or all the heinous acts at the border or the vast racism as well as the sexism. The overall just general bigotry of the entire administration. So that is the Mueller report. I'm not going to go into word for word. Just know that it has uh, people such as Devin Nunes, higher um, aides, advisors, uh, cabinet members, saying everything from he's a, he's a big fat baby, <laughs> in so many words, he's a big fat baby, to he's grossly incompetent, to... We just listen to him and then wait for him to leave and then just like, all right, we got to do something totally different, Um, which I think is terrible. You can't have you can't live in a government where the president is undermined by the people that he put in office. This means that the people that he's put in office, either they're bad or his he's bad or a combination of the two, in my opinion. Um, But. You decide. I just gave it to you in a very. Abbreviated, paraphrased factual, still factual case here. So let me know what you think. Go to the comment box. Don't forget to like, subscribe, Facebook, Instagram, at Real Talk Razak. Hit me up. My personal Instagram, ra.saq. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you. What do you think? Let's converse about it. Do you think that I'm right? Do you think that I'm wrong? Did I miss a spot? What's your interpretation? Because I'm just one man. But this one man's giving you the realest talk, and I'll talk to you later.